Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most recent episode of Nick's Notes. Today, we're going to talk about the pandemic that is facing every single living being on this planet. And that pandemic is not COVID-19, because COVID-19 seems to select to humans and that to certain humans more than others, older humans more than younger humans. And hopefully, hopefully, we're just starting to get a grip on coming out of that pandemic. The pandemic I'm talking about is the one that's getting worse year after year, and that no living being from a tree to an amoeba to a human being or anything in between can escape, and that is climate change. Just in the last week, we saw record-setting heat across the southwestern United States, from Arizona, Las Vegas, in parts of California, in we and in in uh, Utah and places like that, 120, 130 degree temperatures. We know that the Western US is facing a drought unprecedented in recorded history where reservoirs are down so low that even hydraulic water stations cannot, pumps and, and geothermal facilities cannot operate. And there's no eminent cure to that other than to hope for rain. And we've advanced the technology of the world this much and basically we're at hope for rain and that yesterday the ground temperature in Siberia yes that frozen tundra of Siberia hit 118 degrees in Siberia 118 degrees the normal temperature there around this time of year is 50 degrees and usually it's frozen under something called a permafrost as in permanently frosted as in frozen now, what is, you know, obviously this very quickly in America, unfortunately, climate change becomes a political discussion. I have no intention of making it one. Science is real. Vaccines work and you should get one for COVID. Vaccines work and you should get one for mobile, uh, for measles. And climate change is real. Those things we know. Okay. What, how is climate change a global pandemic? How is it a health epidemic? How is it a health issue at all? Right? So it's a little hotter in Arizona. Arizona and it's a little hotter in Siberia where no one lives because it's the one issue that affects every single one of us and because what we learn from the COVID pandemic a lot of that actually applies to this the climate change pandemic which is our behavior affects the planet and everyone's behavior affects us as in we are a collective in this we wore masks during the pandemic to help ourselves from getting sick but mostly to help other people from getting sick. And in the states where everyone wore masks the and in countries where everyone wore masks, the transmission rates, the mortality rates, the uh, positive tests per 100,000 rates were all significantly lower. Masks worked. They prevented COVID. But climate change is not talked about as a health pandemic because we are not assessing right now as Americans, most of us, not all, Right. Certainly we've seen uh, Houston and Louisiana devastated by by hurricanes. And it's easy to say hurricanes have always happened, but more powerful, more frequent, more inland, more wet hurricanes are, are landing, you know, on landmass than ever before. But and we've seen that and those people's lives have certainly been affected, ruined, destroyed homes, lives, careers families, kids, all of those things. But by and large, we are able to compensate for the effects 
of climate change. We can run the air conditioner in our house, right? We can go to the pool. We can still afford most of us, not all of us, again, a staggering number of us can, can still afford food if it gets a little bit more expensive. And mostly through FEMA and other agencies, the government's there to keep bailing us out, right? Okay, there was a pandemic and there was some stimulus money then put into keeping Americans afloat and that's very good and that's great, but and that's, that's done on a local basis when there's hurricanes and when there's natural disasters and when the fires burn in California, there's money available from the government, but that's our money. That's the same money by which we pay for healthcare. That's the same money by which we pay for retirement. It's the same money by which we pay for national defense and it's the same money by which we pay for education. I don't know about you, but I don't know a lot of people who want to give more of their money to the government. Um, I think that the ultra wealthy should give more of their money to the government, but that's a whole separate conversation. The, the, the point of this is that if you look at climate change, then you start to understand that when you have less fresh water supply, when fresh uh, crops are unable to grow, when more land goes to grazing cattle because more people on the planet are actually gaining wealth and eating beef so more methane is released. Methane, I think, is 30 or 40 times worse than carbon dioxide for exacerbating climate change. When, when you look at these phenomenon, then you understand that our health will be is being affected and will be affected. Heat increases, the, just as an immediate example, in heat and dry heat can increase, obviously, heat stroke, obviously, people's anger levels, right? During the heat wave in Arizona, there was a guy who drove around and shot eight people at different locations before they caught him. And gun violence is a whole other epi health epidemic in America, and that's, that's a separate conversation, but it can exacerbate those kinds of issues. It can exacerbate rage. It can make it impossible to work outdoors. It can make it impossible to play outdoors, right? Hey, kids should go out and play, except it's 120 degrees, so they're going to sit inside and watch video games. And But those are obvious impact. But how does it impact obesity? How does it impact the diabetes? How does it impact those kinds of categoric uh, chronic conditions that affect so many millions of Americans? What if climate change makes food more expensive, lower income Americans will gravitate towards cheaper food and our food supply, or we'll use more chemicals to keep the crops alive, which we know the impact of those chemicals on our body, right? We're already understanding that the instance of prostate cancer and colorectal cancer in younger adults, that is adult males under the age of 40, is at historic levels in measured history, right? Higher than ever. Why? Why is it that we're able to detect these things, but, and people are talking about it's related to what's in our food, right? And the gut bacteria and the bioorganisms and the chemicals which we consume in our food, right? And so if we have to use more chemicals to produce crops, if we have to, or we don't produce crops, then the people who listen to this podcast, for the most part, will still be able to buy a head of lettuce or an orange or whatever healthier item there is. But lower income Americans will gravitate towards cheaper foods and cheaper foods. You can eat at McDonald's for an entire week for cheaper than you can shop at Whole Foods for a day, right? Now, yes, vegetables are available outside of Whole Foods. But my fundamental point is that it will exacerbate what all pandemics do, 
who did COVID disproportionately affect? Lower income, older, heavier Americans. Who do hurricanes disproportionately affect? Lower income Americans in certain parts of the country, right? This will do the same thing. And so it might, and, but in this case, the long-term impact is, and the long-term being the next five and 10 years, not eons from now, not centuries from now, the long-term impact is you have an older, heavier, right? Last week, we read the headlines that the birthing, uh, the rates in uh, America, the people are having less kids than ever before. So we're getting older as a country, right? Now, by the way, climate change is affecting people's desire to have kids because they're worried about what kind of world their kids will live in, right? And if you think about that, then you start to think about the fact that, so you have an aging society, you have a bigger discrepancy between rich and poor, you have older people who are getting heavier, who are eating worse, who are moving on from obesity to diabetes, to chronic kidney disease, to dialysis, but we're paying for all of it. All of us are paying for all of it. Lower income people, richer income people, everyone, there's one pool of money in healthcare. We've talked about this before, right? There's one pool of money available to remedy these kinds of issues and these issues. So we're now imagine a consequence where we're paying more and more and more money to prevent, to help and the direct victims of the wildfire or the hurricane or the receding shoreline or the crops that won't grow or whatever, the farmers, right? Now we are spending money on direct ailments, the heat stroke and the increased violence and the obesity in children. And then we are going to have increased rates of cancer because of the chemicals and the GMOs. So you make drought resistant this and drought resistant that and whatever. And now you're going to have a more obese society that is less able to be outdoors and disproportionately affecting the people that keep getting hit over and over and over and over again with the consequences of these things. And you may think of yourself as removed from it, but you're not, and I'm not, and none of us are because all of us are paying for it. And all of us, if the rate of chronic kidney disease progression continues, and by the way, obesity to diabetes to chronic kidney disease is the way that path moves, we can't afford dialysis for all the people that are going to end up on dialysis, right? We, we simply can't afford it as a society. And so to look at climate change as an, oh, well, it's about trees or glaciers. It's about human life on this planet, human life in America. And it, it should be looked at as a healthcare issue and a global pandemic that we know from COVID, if there is a global resolve to attack and solve, and if the world's leaders get behind solving it from industry to elected leaders, to civic organizations, to churches and temples and synagogues, if everyone gets behind solving it, we know we can address these pandemics. We know there is will to do that. We know we have the power to do that. And that is the imperative that we start looking at climate change as a health pandemic and then using that as a basis to galvanize global resolve and solve this pandemic. And because it is within our grasp still, right? It is within our grasp to have a more plant-based diet, to plant more trees, to cut down carbon consumption, to cut down methane consumption, to shut off the lights. It is within our grasp to do many of these things, right? And each of us has a part to play and society as a whole can be galvanized by looking at this as what it is, which is a global health issue.
Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this talk and look forward to speaking with you again soon.